What's up, everybody? Clint Esposito here, talking with Jason Borowski. What's up, Jason? How's it going? Happy to be here. Awesome. Well, I'm glad to have you on. And uh, yeah, basically, I had uh, I've been talking to Keith. Keith included Jesse in the our podcast. You commented on that, so then I was like, let me see if I can get Jason on here to talk about all the stuff you've been doing lately. So we were actually just having a discussion. You're not that far from me, probably like two hours, maybe. Yeah, probably. I was maybe even within two hours, like going to Wildwood from my house. It's like the beach we went to as a kid was like a two hour drive. Well, so if you're anywhere more inland than that, then you're probably less than two hours, I would guess. Well, I'm way north. Wildwood is like mm -hmm. uh, three hours for me. Gotcha. Then, yeah, maybe it is more. So. Um, I know people have gone over to Bam's house for, uh, parties before, so I don't think it's that far. Yeah, that's like 15 minutes from my house and they're, um, in a different, I think county technically than I am, but there's like a bunch of hilarious rules because of Bam. Like you can't like reenact the civil war anymore or like have a treetop casino or like all a bunch of just like ridiculous shit that you'd never otherwise do anyways. Right. Or have a <laughs> treetop like, oh. casino. Like when has that ever happened? Yeah, How exactly. ridiculous, I guess they had to put the law in to be able to be like, we can get rid of it or something. I think they just had to put in every law possible to get him <laughs> to stop doing all types of stuff. Because I mean, when they were filming like Viva La Bam there, they were just always doing whatever they wanted. And have you ever seen, this is the last topic of uh, Bam and that, but have you ever seen, um, I can't think of the name now, the movie narkel is that it no what was the name no. of the movie um haggard no i haven't dude go and watch haggard it's actually okay. a good movie um, the notes. yeah and it's like early early like bam stuff like once he started very first started to get big they just made a whole movie and i think something happened they couldn't get distribution or something but um later they got distribution through like some skate people or something but it's actually a good movie uh yeah. yeah anyway so did you uh how did you get in into riding uh so when i was a little kid i got a 50 when i was five because my cousins had quads and dirt bikes so i just thought it was really cool and asked my parents for a dirt bike when i was five and they got me one and then i rode that around their front yard it was just like a residential neighborhood uh, until I was like 12 and then I got an 80 and I rode that until I was 18. And then when I graduated high school, <laughs> my parents for like my graduation got me a WR. So I just like used that as my car and went everywhere. <laughs> and it's like a big jump of from like five to 18 years old. But that was like the extent of my dirt biking till I was 18. And then I just rode the WR everywhere for probably like four years. And then my great grandma passed away or yeah, my great grandma passed away and I had $2,000 in a bond that she gave me and a kid up the street was selling a 450. So I bought that. And then that was when I like really started dirt biking. How old are you I now? What do you say? How old are you now? 27. Okay. Yeah. So by, I think I was 21 when I got the 450. So I would say that that was when I like, maybe 23. Yeah. Um, that was when I like really started being like, oh shit, 
this is way easier if you have the right equipment. Yeah. <laughs> and like was able to have a lot more fun with it. And at that time too, uh, we had an abandoned <clears throat> mental hospital. Um, it was in the process of getting torn down. And this kid that was assigned to like tear down all the overgrowth built a track throughout the property. So there was just like a track that I could ride to from my house. I've seen that online. I wanted to go and ride that. Yeah, it's sick. It, it's gone now, sadly, but it was awesome. Like that was where I was able to be like, I can kind of get good at this because I just would go there every day after work and just like ride around. I was always usually there with like my buddy Kyle or just by myself. But having that and getting a 450 was like, I could go do this whenever I want now. It went from being like just a thing you do around your yard to like I was doing this every day and then it became super fun. And I was always like interested in anything dirt biking. But I just, the resources weren't really like there. We just never had anywhere to ride. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's kind of how it goes sometimes. I mean, even I lucked out. I, there was some tracks kind of close to here, like personal tracks. Gotcha, and yeah. I ended up talking to them and getting into that stuff. But otherwise, yeah, I mean, we didn't have money for land or anything to have my own riding spot. So it was definitely difficult. Um, yeah. When did you start taking to, I guess you technically took directly to the street as soon as you got bikes. Yes. Like <laughs> that, that's exactly what happened is that like in getting the WR, I was like, Oh, I can go anywhere. Yeah, so, so I just went anywhere. Like there was like a handful of like abandoned train tracks spots or just like trails that you could go to and connect. So I would just like ride from those spots on the road and in riding to those spots, my friend's house would like jump off a curb or like do small street shit, like just on the way to going wherever I was going to yeah. go that day. So that was kind of like how that started. Are you by Centralia? Have you ever been no, there? I know about Centralia. It's not really that close. It's like an hour and 20 minutes oh, away. Okay. I think they got, I think it's all locked off locked up now i don't think you can get in there but that's the place with the spray painted highway right yeah exactly where basically they lit some coal on fire in a hole yeah. or something or no there was an explosion or something or a fire and the coal under the ground caught on fire and it's been burning for like decades yeah that sounds pretty scary to live on top of <laughs> <laughs> yeah they cleared everybody <laughs> out but you always see the one strip of road and it's like caving in because I guess all the coal underneath it is like burnt out. That makes sense. Yeah. yeah. I've seen videos of like people jumping off of like the little banks that the road breaking created, exactly. but I've never been there. I always wanted to go. It was just like, never got the time or never figured out how to get there. Um, so have you also done the grinds i think we yeah there was a video of you and that we showed last time right with the grinds with the pegs yes yeah um i jesse's came over a couple of times and he just brought his 250 over and we just set it up in my front yard and he's brought two different rails over with the both versions of the pegs that he had because he had they looked really similar but the second version uh could break away better if you like hit the leg of a rail or something right um so yeah i've like done it with him here in the front yard uh like two separate days and it's like pretty fun it's hard though like to compared to like grinding a bmx bike yeah it's way harder well we were having the discussion last time that a lot of it is just because and his pegs are flush on the outsides of the fork or whatever and the um 
swing arm or maybe tucked a little bit. But mm -hmm. what we were talking about is once you move your pegs down underneath your, say, sprocket and um, caliper, and you yeah. move it in closer to the center of gravity, it's, like, way easier. Like, you don't have to fight on as much. Have you talked to him since you guys did the podcast? Because he already, like, started doing did that. Did he? <laughs> yeah. After I commented awesome. on your guys' video, I just asked him how the podcast was, and he was like, it was sweet. I already started this design and, like, sent me all these photos. He's <laughs> what you said. It's, like, dropped under. Like, yeah. if it used to go through the front axle, it's dropped below the bottom of the fork tube. Yeah, now. yeah, you – kind of have to do that just to because the bike's already so heavy and so tall you know versus a bmx bike and then you move your balance point out that far and it's like you gotta be so far over it to get it to lock in so we were because that's why we were like dude if you change it you're gonna be like oh this is way easier so that's why i think he was like all right let's get on it right now he's pretty fired up about uh that idea awesome. it's, i think that once you lock in um, like I grew up snowboarding and obviously like snowboarding is hard to lock in on comparatively, but, um, once you are locked in, it feels good and it, but it's scary how much your rear peg doesn't want to come off the rail until you're off the rail. Like that, when I was started grinding on Jesse's setup, I noticed that like, sometimes if I hit my front tire too hard or like started to come off with my front peg, my back peg would just stay on until the end of the grind. And that doing that at any higher height of other than the rail that he had would be super scary because you just yeah nose you nosedive off the side of it. That's true. Yeah, but maybe now having the peg like closer to the hub, it'll make it easier to kind of control the front end of the bike. I think so. I think you just don't have to lean in and fight it as much because you got to like turn in real hard to, to keep it mm -hmm. from like bucking you off. But yeah. um, uh, so. When did you actually start going, like, I'm going to build funky ramps and take them to places? And uh... <laughs> um, In the start of, right before COVID, I had planned to move to California um, and just try to dirt bike all the time and see how far I could take dirt biking. Cause I was like, I wanted to at the very least go to California, learn everything I can about it and move back to Pennsylvania eventually with enough knowledge to like build my own spot here. That is like safe and makes sense. So I was like, at the very least, I'm going to go there for two years, learn that and come home. Um, and got just like really interested in doing all the street stuff. Um, I started doing that here Kind of like I said with the WR in like probably 2017, I think is like my first photo of like jumping over friends off the side of the street and stuff. Um, but like taking it seriously, I didn't start doing that until 2020. <clears throat> Once I got the 450, I had that like $2,000 one, I realized I should get a way better 450 <laughs> and bought like an actually nice dirt bike uh, and then started filming stuff in the streets with friends. And then that turned into filming demon time. But I think the first like real clip that I tried to get was in like March of 2020 when everything was completely shut down at our local park. I like jumped onto the roof and then off of the roof into a bank. Um, and that was just kind of like where that whole realm of building ridiculous ramps and doing stuff in the streets 
at least started like taking off. Like I started actually doing it opposed to just like thinking about it and wanting to do it. I saw you take a nice uh, nose face or like a nose dive off of that thing. Yeah, I uh, so like I said, that was the first spot that I was like seriously trying to hit. And it's like a public park and there's a house within 100 yards of where that spot. So I was trying to be really fast because that Honda's super loud. So I just like didn't warm it up enough and it shut off when I got uh-huh. the upside of the roof, which people are like, how did you even do this? Like, why did you think this it's was going to work? old carbureted one. Like, shut up. Yeah, it was carbureted. It was a 2003. Yeah. So yeah, it shut off like immediately. And I was just like, well, yeah. I guess the front suspension at least. Yeah, you can't, <laughs> like, uh, you got to have them warm and you got to be kind of, you can't like stab it. I know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah that, I learned that in the absolute hardest way. Um, but yeah, then I like was pretty pissed and got up and tried it again. I did it like three more times after that. I'm actually finding these on your, I'm scrolling through Instagram. So I'm finding, uh, I just found that as you were talking about it. So nice. Here's you doing a big gap road gap and landing on the, uh, sidewalk the on the side. other side. Yeah. Blowing yep. your front wheel out. Yep. You need a little more lip on that takeoff, huh? That was, I was trying to film that whole video without using or building uh, a, a ramp at all. Like I was trying to have everything be as natural as it possibly could. So I just went there and like put plywood on top of those rocks. and was like, I'm going to hit this with the exact same structure of this hill as yeah. it is. Um, so this both times you had the plywood or no? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. The first time was at like eight o'clock in the morning and I hit it in like pretty close to pinned and came up short. And then we went home. I put a different wheel on and then we drove back the hour drive down there. And then like right before the sun went down, uh, I was just sitting there next to the traffic waiting to go. My roommate was like, I think a cop just drove by. You should go right now. (laughs) I was just like, okay. And then I just went and luckily barely greased it. Um, And then we were out of there. So was there a cop? There was a cop, but he was in a bike cop on like the fourth lane over. Like definitely wasn't going to bother us at all. <laughs> that <laughs> may scared. have just been the motivation you needed, you know? Yeah, exactly. I think it was. <laughs> yeah, so all that stuff, like the crash off of the uh, pavilion and that jump was all filmed for Demon Time, which was my first street moto part that I filmed in the first year of moving to California. Got it. Yeah. So here I got you riding a uh, jumping over a fence out of a concrete skate park to flats. <laughs> yeah, that is. Oh, and your park. chain breaks off. Yeah, that was the next day, actually, after jumping that road. Um, I was like, well, I already have because my back wheel got pretty fucked up by the curb mm-hmm. uh, when I cased the first time. I was like, this wheel is already pretty bad. I'm just going to. Might as well just bomber again. Yeah, might as well just blow it up. <laughs> I know I wanted to do this skate park uh, spot, so yeah, that thankfully worked out. I was super tired. Like in all the photos that we took after that, I, my eyes are like, <laughs> I was like so stressed out and sleepy from the day before. Yeah, yeah. People don't realize trying to doing sketchy stuff is uh, exhausting. It is. Uh, yeah, it's mentally very exhausting because it's all. Like if you go to the hills or a track or somebody's spot to ride, like the dirt bike jumps are dirt bike jumps. They're supposed to be jumped on your dirt bike. 
like you know what's going to happen generally but like you don't really know how any of that stuff is going to feel until the first time that you hit it you can have a good idea but you don't know for sure or like if you're going to tires are going to spin or what yeah. you could like guess but it's a lot of trying to guess correctly beforehand right now i got your endo side saddle endo up which is one of my favorite things that you did thanks because that's uh, i've never seen anybody do that and you nail it and go all the way off at of the end there that spot is a famous skate spot i don't know if you're familiar with that scene of action sports but uh i like that's like a really famous manual spot so i wanted to at least try to get a trick there on a dirt bike um and my friends that filmed all of that video project and any of the following are all skaters so a lot of the spots that aren't like big dirt bike jump are a famous skate spot or like a notable skate spot or an ode to a trick that's been done there Got it. in skating bmx or something cool because they have all the that knowledge that's pretty cool um and again i'm not that balls deep into skateboarding to really like catch a lot of the nuances of that stuff yeah but i appreciate it i also appreciate the little uh loop like i don't know what you would call them the long beach california the the what looks like dinosaur ribs or something sticking up out of the ground that you frame mm -hmm. slid you like rode up it and then dropped onto your frame oh. Yes, yeah, that was scary. Because <laughs> you had to, like, pole jam it. You had to, like, bonk off the beginning of the rainbow and then get the bike sideways just enough to, like, kind of try to frame Catch it with down. your frame still? Yeah, so it was, like, pretty hard. Um, it does look then, like that next one might have helped you, at least not, like, uh, too far sideways. Yeah. So it kind of straightened like, you up a little bit, maybe? Yeah, so somebody else had skated that spot, which is, I was like, this is definitely going to be possible, but it was really hard. One of the times when I was just, like, trying to figure it out, I ended up, like, tire riding over the whole thing, and I was like, that might have even been just as cool. Um, some G-Force Jarvis shit. Yeah, exactly. It was completely by accident, so I didn't really want to <laughs> claim it and be like, I meant to do this, yeah. <laughs> but I was like, oh, okay, I can make this work. Um, but yeah, since then, I've done another frame slide that'll be coming out in my next video project that I'm working on. That's like, um, it's a telephone pole. That I have one in my yard. I've wanted to slide. I just, it washed down the river and I'm really? like, yeah. Cause I did it on trees 20 years ago when our, we had a spot in 2000, well, 19, 2004, I lived in North Carolina. We had a riding spot and they had like this log set there on the side of a hill to like, uh, section off the parking spots from the hill like just to be yeah. like a retainer so i started wheeling onto it and locking up my brake and sliding on it and then i got to the point where i could slide it and do like knack knacks on it and stuff while i was sliding <laughs> sweet so i'm like i need to re i wanted to redo it especially once you guys started doing rails again i was like yeah i need to bring out the you know find something and do it and no lie dude which it's been there for a little bit now so i'm kind of slacking I'm like, I need a telephone pole. One washed down the stream and is right over there on the other side of my yard. In the that stream. It just washed here from a flood. That is amazing. I mean, that sounds like an East Coast flood for sure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm flying when it rains hard enough here. Um, 
but that is hilarious. You yeah, definitely got to set that up. Is it big enough that you could just lay it flat or do you have to like prop it like a pole jam? Or um, I'll have to see. I think I'll need to put some kind of, so when my thought process of it would be to do a little dirt pyramid. Okay. Just a little bit to get it up. Like you said, enough so that you could get onto it. Um, right. just sideways and not hit your, your wheels. Right. Yeah, that would probably work. The one that I did broke really ridiculously. I'm trying to see if I can. So like, imagine that this, it like is a whole telephone pole. And then like right here, it broke down. So it's really sitting like this now. Got it. And, and then you're this going... is only like three feet high, uh -huh. but this part is like, 30 feet long yeah so it was like really long up rail so that's uh, what i was going to ask you were going up yeah it was going up so i like locked the brakes and skidded into it because it went completely flush to the ground um so i just locked the brakes and then waited for the frame to like catch on to that part of the telephone pole that was going up and yeah. then you just like stay locked in and ride up until it dropped you off nice the whole 30 yeah. feet you did yeah, it's got to be at least 30 feet. It took, Sick. like, seriously 70 tries. And, like, sure. probably 30 of them were just figuring out, like, where to skid into the rail. Yep. You know, how the best way to lock in. And then after, like, I figured out, like, I remember one try, I was like, oh, this is going to work. Like, you could feel it lock in perfectly. You got to keep your back wheel locked up. Yeah. It um, was, like, really weird to figure out all of the nuances of stuff you had to do like that. The weirdest thing is because it's very heavy trying to get off of the end yes. and get yourself yeah, straight enough. By, but once I was getting to the end of the rail, I probably fell off, like completed the whole rail, but fell off at least like 15 times. Yeah. Just like trying to figure out how to get myself off. Like it's weird where you have to position your body and like hold yourself for that long. And you got to be like kind of shove yourself into it as you're like getting to the end there. It's the most commitment that of any rail that I've ever had to try to grind. Like it's way less commitment than snowboarding. I think <laughs> you can kind of like not really be on a snowboard rail and bail off a little bit, but on a dirt bike, it's, you got to really mean it. Yeah. Um, did you wax it? Yes. Uh, we waxed it. At one point I bent my front rotor and we grinded that off because it's on the side of a road. So we just had to be as quickly as, we, as quick as we could. So my buddy had an angle grinder, so we just like grinded it out like as close to the hub as we could. So I just did it with like no front brake, but I mean, you didn't really need a front brake. You ground your brake off and because you didn't have tools to like unbolt it? Exactly. Yeah. So it was just How like the rotor get... kind of... Oh, you... so then you cut a chunk out. Yeah, exactly. And, and then it was just totally fine again. Just yeah. rolled, rolled freely. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I'm a fan of front brakes. But I get it if you have to. Yeah, it was definitely <laughs> like just for the spot and because we were already there. You yeah. Know? Yeah, yeah. You're gonna you're like, well, what are we gonna do? Drive home or whatever and might as well exactly. just rip it off and try to hammer it out right now. Exactly. Yeah. We were already there. Nobody had bothered us to that point and we just wanted to be as fast as we could. So we were like, Okay, this is bent, let's just get it out here as quickly as, as possible. And it worked. Nice. Yeah. Um how many wheels have you ruined? Probably 12. <laughs> Dude, every time yeah. I watch one of your videos, you're, there's like, you. which now I know you, you, 
did at least two on, or the one you basically blew out twice. So you mm. did the big jump and then saved it and used it again uh, for the next day. But I'm like, dude, he's got to have gone through a lot of wheels. Yeah, I do. I definitely go through a lot of wheels. <laughs> um, I don't know that this is like the best way of thinking about it, but um, I just keep running the stock wheels because something is going to break if you like put enough pressure into concrete. And I'd rather it just be like my spokes blow out or my wheel dense than like everything be super stiff and like you break your wrist or something. I honestly think the stock wheels are probably as strong as any of them, to be honest with you. Yeah. So yeah, I've just been running the stock wheels and it's been, I blow them out when I put too much pressure to them. (laughs) I mean, that's the thing. It's just what you're doing. It's not really like the wheels. I mean, I like try to combat it by like, I have like FMX suspension and I run like pretty high tire pressure when I'm in the streets. Um, but it's still eventually you're just going to like hit a curb hard enough and blow out your wheel. You need to go 18 inch with a taller tire. Yeah. (laughs) That's what this guy surge. He used to jump over like five monster trucks to flat. And he had, um, I mean, he also had older bikes, but he had smaller rims and super tall ass tires on the thing. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. I, for a while, tried to keep everything like as stock as I could because then people would always be like, oh, you must like heavily modify your bike to be able to do this. And I wanted to be able to be like, you could do this. This is just a stock air bike. Yeah. You know? Uh, so yeah, I like left everything as stock as I could for a while. Now I've been starting to get like better equipment. So I'm showing the curved wall ride, which also is another thing that um, I'm super stoked on. Thanks, dude. Just because it's a, uh, you know, a free ride one. Like, basically, you just found one, and you went out and did it. And so, that means it's vert. I don't know about the militia wall, if it's vert or not, that curved one. Um, Um, It is vert, but it sucks you into it so good. Yeah. So, but... Like, once you're on that thing, you're on it. Vert walls are usually harder. I would imagine the curve helps a little bit. Like you said, stay on it for any length of time. But you're also using a regular ramp, so the ramp is still flat. So mm-hmm. I know, like, versus having one that's, like, at least Curved tilted into wall. it. Yeah, exactly. It's more difficult. Yeah. yeah. That was just the best way that we could set up that ramp in a timely fashion. Um, it was definitely hard to get into that the first few times. And it's, like, the wall's got the, like, ribbed part, and then it's completely flat, and then it's bumpy again. Yeah, And the flat part, I was, like, starting to kind of lose traction on. Mm. Uh, so I just usually, like, the militia wall, I'll always hit in second gear. You could hit it in first or, I mean, you could hit it in whatever, I guess. But, like, I always hit it in second gear. And I started trying to hit that in second, and my tires were just moving too quickly. So I just started hitting it in third, and I had better traction because yeah. it was, like, lugging better on the wall. And I was yeah. just kind of, like, not even really on the gas. I just would come in real fast because there was a whole parking lot of run-in. So then it was just, like, maintain your momentum around the wall. And then once I like figured out the arc to try to ride at, it was like actually very fun. <laughs> we had a lot of time there because it was a Sunday and it was just a bank that was closed. That's what I, cause I just did that wall ride on the Harley at Brody's place. And, Ridiculous. um, huh? That's sick. That has to be scary. <laughs> wall riding a Harley. Um, I'm actually pretty comfortable on the Harley that I got and I put suspension on it and stuff. So it's, 
And the the biggest thing is it was so long since I had wall ridden prior to that, like mm-hmm. literally 10 years at least probably. Yep. So that was, I was like, didn't even, for most of the night, I didn't remember that you have to like look up the wall, like where you want to go to. And mm-hmm. I kept riding. I'm like, why can't I go any higher than this? I'm like going faster and I just never go higher up the wall. And then I yeah. started looking up and I was like, oh yeah, <laughs> it just <laughs> did so long. Song. Yeah. But I had to do the same thing as where I was going. Initially I had second and then I was trying to like gas up into it and like gas across it and you couldn't do that i had to go third and come in with the momentum exactly like you were saying and then that way you were kind of like just you could gas a teeny bit on the wall to like carry you across but you couldn't like get on it or anything yeah that's what i learned especially from the militia walls that the more momentum you carry the easier it's going to be but that is also impressive that you Doing a wall ride after like a month of not doing a wall ride for me, I'm like, okay, this first one's going to feel weird. <laughs> so like, I feel it completely. Doing one after 10 years would be scary. Dude, I ran at it a lot, but I was like, well, yeah, I, I guess we're it. just going to. And then it started rutting out, which Harleys and ruts, I don't know. That's not necessarily, seems unnatural, but you know. Yeah. Uh, cool. I got you jumping the uh, Beaumont Bridge Gap. From Narnia throwing a heel clicker. That one um, was a lot of fun. The We went there a handful of times, and there's so much story to that day. The first time we went, my buddy had a rented uh, Sprinter van because his van got totaled. So we pulled up in this van that we'd never really driven before, and in trying to get to the spot, he completely beached it. <laughs> like, we were so stuck, and then a random tow truck had to pull us out. We got kicked out by the cops. I always pull the I'm from Pennsylvania card and I just don't know where to ride. They always just like let us go usually. Uh, so we they didn't know what we were doing. And then we went back the next day and I jumped it. And then we turned in that footage for Narnia. But the uh, filmer that filmed it that day didn't have like a Netflix approved camera. So we went back and filmed it again with the Netflix approved camera. And the day that we went back to jump it again was the windiest day that I've uh, ever jumped something that big. It was so scary. Like decide like I'd already jumped it before, so I knew like how fast to go and everything, but I was like pretty worried because that thing puts you up there. Like yeah. I could have easily jumped over like four lanes of 18 wheelers. Like it was high. Um so that was like pretty nerve wracking the first time. And then the ramp broke in the middle of the session and we had to run to Home Depot, leave the ramp there, come back and fix it and then jump it some more. Cause we had all the drone angles. We had to get the handheld angles. Right. Um, so we were there for a while and nobody bothered us until the last jump, a cop came and I just like hit under the bridge <laughs> and he just didn't see me. Nice. So it all worked out, but yeah, that one was a lot of fun. I would totally, go and jump that jump just for the fun of it. Um, even if it wasn't like over a road, did you measure it? Uh, yeah. So like lip to knuckle is one twenty five, and I was jumping it probably like one forty, one fifty ish. So you're in four fifth. I hit it in fourth because you had to climb so much of that hill. Like I didn't want to hit it in third. I'm sure you could have hit it third screaming, but it was like, I was going to say you'd have been wrapped in third. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah, that one was fun. And you hit the quarter pipe. Yeah, the quarter's been a lot of fun. Um, shout out to Colby and Jared 
for letting me ride their setups. Uh, Militia has one too, but it's not the X game setup. But yeah, Colby taught me pretty much like Colby and Cole and Jared have taught me pretty much everything that I know, but I spent the most time riding with Colby and learning from him, which has been like super helpful. Um, his spot's sweet. His landing is so big and gigantic that you don't even really have to worry about landing. <laughs> like awesome. all you have to worry about is like your technique and your speed coming into the face. And after that, it's like his landing is just so good. It's like very easy to progress there. Yeah. It's See, a lot of fun though. Quarters like um not something that seems like it would make any sense and doesn't feel how it looks before you try it for the first time. Feels very different than I thought it would. Yeah. I've like ridden off the end of one, but that was about it. <laughs> it's um, way easier the higher you go too yeah and even like on the face because that's was was the issue when i just rode off of basically i didn't even get to vert yeah i was right so that's even worse because it was like real awkward coming off of the end of the thing and i'm like yeah Yeah, you got to commit to this or don't do it (laughs) yeah i i had ridden jared's uh and his like you can go off lower you don't have to go off the top to start it which I liked for the sake of just being like, this is so unfamiliar. I don't know what this yeah, is going exactly. to But starting there is so much harder. Like you have to yank the bike so much more to get it to maneuver the way you want it to. Yeah. Like going higher and you don't really do anything. <laughs> for the most you part, look like it the around, amount of work right? you're putting into it is so much less. Yeah. That until you're at like 10 feet above the top, it's really awkward, I feel like. But once you get past that part, it just becomes really fun. Nice. Yeah. You know. I'm hoping to get high enough to get into X Games this year or next year. That's my goal. Yeah, that would be awesome. This video project, that's what I'm going to go pretty headstrong and doing. Just ride quarter a bunch. Awesome. Um, so what are your plans uh, for this year? You have obviously a video project you've been mentioning. Do you want to say what it is or are you keeping it under wraps? No, I'll tell you what it is. It's just another street part. Um, filming it with my friend Bobby Bills. He films, he's a skateboard filmer for Dickies and a lot of different realms of the skateboard world. Uh, he has like a really good cinematic eye. And this will be the first video project that I filmed with just one filmer. Um, he filmed the bridge jump and the curved wall ride for Narnia and a handful of other clips in that part. Um, we're almost done. I have to film like a few more things um my crash of how i broke my back is in there and a bunch of other spots that the concept similar to demon time or my narnia footage but i'm just like this is more up to date all this footage is within the last two years so i'm really proud of it and excited for people to see it we're hopefully gonna have it out by like february or march um and we're gonna have like a big fun premiere for it so i'm really excited for that to come out because that's like what we've been working on that grind that i was telling you about with the pulled telephone pole that fell over it will be in there um and a handful of other nuanced stuff that a lot of people aren't really doing right now is in there which is just what i like doing it's like big jumps over stuff (laughs) and weird tech shit that i like we need to come summer when you get back out here we need to do a harley and dirt bike session i'm absolutely down that would be sweet that'd be a lot of fun I don't get to do um, a ton of 
that style of riding on the East Coast. Most of when I come home, we just go trail riding. A lot of my friends have like woods bikes and we just go ride single track now. Um, so yeah, I would love to do that. Well, I'm pretty bummed because there was actually an abandoned building not too far from here that had a p- two parking decks. It's been sitting there empty for probably over 10 years and they literally just tore the tore it down because i was like i wanted to go and film in the parking decks yeah and i'm like Dude. no that's i feel like a lot of that abandoned stuff is getting taken down in the last like five years here i don't know if it's like a mass exodus of just like having yeah. to change everything uh or like get rid of all the old stuff that's here but like the three abandoned things in my hometown are all gone in the last like three years yeah that's weird they're trying to erase history quickly they are yeah that's true but yeah other than the video project uh after that i'm just gonna go like really hard and trying to get into x games for quarter because i'd also like to i'd love my end goal of the next few years is to try to be in x games for quarter and real moto uh because i feel like the video project stuff that i like doing would make a good real moto video part did they do uh, real moto this last year they haven't done it since 2020 but they announced that they're bringing it uh, back this okay year. cool yeah, that's yeah. right up your yeah. alley because how many, you know, there's only a handful of people that are putting out the type of content that you're putting out, which, like you said, basically is real moto type yeah, it's, stuff. I like what putting out is long form real moto. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's just like four minutes longer than a real moto video. Yep. Yeah, so I would absolutely love to be in that contest. Um, and I just think quarter's fun. So those two are my main goals coming up here for the next year i would say awesome um so do you have uh any sponsors that you want to thank yeah i have so the video project that i am about to put out heavy hitters uh helped me fund so shout out to them um and then i have zliner has which is an insole company that i would recommend to anybody like i started working with them by just genuinely liking the product, which I was excited about. Like I just used it for long enough. I hit them up and I was like, I fucking love this shit. <laughs> Can I work with you guys? And they were down. Um, so I recommend those to anybody. And then uh, EVS, Pit Viper, um, Colby's Live Free, Ride Free, and Militia are my sponsors that I would like to thank. They're all helping me out in a handful of various ways. So wouldn't be able to do it without all of them. Awesome. Yeah. Um all right, yeah, uh, I think we hit a lot of the major components here. We'll get you back on soon, especially because you got more projects and stuff out. So uh, whenever your new <clears throat> video comes out, we can uh, talk about that and what went into making it, and then we can get to the bottom of your telephone crime. <laughs> Absolutely down. I would love to come on and talk more about that when I can show the footage and really anything else from that project. That'd be sweet. I would love to do that. Awesome. Sounds good. Well, thanks for coming on and uh, it's been a lot of fun. And yeah, you're, well, you're just here visiting, but like I said, in the summer, when you come back, then it's on. Let's make it happen. Absolutely. I'm so down. Thank you for having me on. And yeah, we'll be in touch because I'll be here probably for a good bit. I'm at the age right now that everybody from my high school is getting married. (laughs) So I have to come Uh, home for weddings and spend like that week home. So I'll have time. Uh, So yeah, I'll definitely hit you up when I know I'm going to be back here. Perfect. All right. We're signing off. I know what you're like to know. I ain't no better than I was.